You don't want to go away from Jesus sad, do you? No, you don't want that. When I was in eighth and ninth grade at LaSalle, I had this great French teacher, Mr. William Horneck. And he was an incredible man. He had been raised in rural Pennsylvania, not speaking English. He spoke Slovakian, I think, until he was eight or nine. And it was extremely difficult for him to learn how to read uh, and to learn English because it turned out no one, was, no one knew what was going on and he didn't know that this was normal. He was dyslexic and nobody knew. And he didn't know because that's just what he saw all day. But he wasn't dyslexic just where you see things backwards or upside down. He saw everything and continued to see everything when he was our teacher backwards and upside down and all of the letters were out of order. And Mr. Hornick was brilliant and also hilarious. And he had, uh, he had five rules for all teenage boys, five grand delusions under which all teenage boys suffer. And he would only tell you one at a time. And he said, once you've learned one, then I can teach you the next one, once you've conquered one. And the first one, which never one, no one ever got past, was delusion number one, I am the center of the universe. That's delusion number one, isn't it? <laughs> I am the center of the universe, and our psalm says, you have forgotten the God who gave you birth. The kind of number one temptation for us in life is to think that we are self-sufficient, that we rule our own little kingdoms. We're our self-elected leaders. We get to make all the legislation and punish all the people we want to punish. But Jesus teaches something really different to this man. It's interesting that the young man asks him, what must I do to gain eternal life? But if salvation is a free gift, it means there isn't anything we can do. There isn't a series of boxes we can check off after which we've gotten saved. Instead, what Jesus tells him is to sell everything he has, which is a particular action. It's a thing you can do, but it's also an attitude. It's a disposition. And the kind of attitude, the disposition that that is, is poverty. It's being in front of God with your hands empty, saying, I didn't make these hands, and so they're mine, but they really belong to you, and everything about my life belongs to you. And that's really hard to do. It's why this young man goes away sad, because the last thing we want to do is say in front of Jesus, you're the center of the universe. Because then it means we can't be the center of the universe. But it's also to admit our poverty freeing. Because when we admit our poverty, it means that not everything is on us. That our salvation isn't on us. And that the goodness of our life isn't entirely on us. That there's something good about our life just because we've been created, just because we exist, and because we're loved by the Father.
And so it's no coincidence that when we come to the Mass, we have two positions that we use when we receive communion. You can have your mouth open. The only other time in life when you have your mouth open is at the very beginning and the very end of life, when you need someone else to feed you, or with your hands outstretched and empty because they need to be filled. 